All right, it's Christopher Chan, your host of Happy Hour Radio, and I'm at Vin Expo in New York City. It's 2018, and uh, I have the pleasure of hanging out in Greece. Go figure, Greece is so close to New York City. I have Marcus Stoltz, the representative of the Nausa Zeno Mavro uh, Wines. Um, Marcus, welcome to Happy Hour. Thank you very much, Chris. Very good to see you again. Yes, great. Thanks for being part of Psalm Summit last year. Um, let's talk about uh, Nausa. First of all, tell me about the region of Nausa. Sure. Nausa is a PDO region in the northern parts of Greece. It's about an hour's drive west from Thessaloniki. Uh, it's uh, one of the most important uh, red wine producing regions of Greece, and they work with an indigenous grape variety called Xinomavro. It's Xinomavro, and that's X-I-N-O-M-A-V-R-O. Xinomavro. Okay. And um, how old is this grape? It has been around for thousands of years, actually. It's one of the oldest grapes in Greece. Excellent. And when we think about old grapes coming from Greece, there has been a, um, an evolution of uh, winemaking because we have to thank the Greeks and the Phoenicians for helping us understand wine, of course, the Romans, and planting grapes. But how is um, this Xenomavro, uh, say it again? Xenomavro. Xenomavro. How has it been traditionally fermented? It, Xenomavro, let me just explain you about the name. Uh, Xeno is Greek and means uh, sour or acid, and Mavro means black. So it's like uh, acid black, sour black, the grape. Uh, it, in uh, Naosa is its home really, and it has been done in a traditional way. Now the grape is um, very tannic, so the wines have been traditionally very tannic as well. So Xenomavro ages really enormously well. Um, I've tasted Xenomavro wines back from 50, 60 years ago that were still fresh and alive. Wow, okay, so you poured me one from the cooperative here, and this is what you said was an entry-level style of wine. To me, obviously, you get dark red, some black fruit here, um, and, and this tannin is actually on the softer side. I'm surprised it's not quite as tannic. Uh, it's, it's a very um, quaffable style of wine exactly. for this particular grape. Exactly. They are working very hard in bringing wine on the market that is actually approachable and drinkable when it's young. That's what we need, right? Exactly. And, um, and you're using uh, cork, so uh, this next wine I see is a vintage 2000. Yes, and it's from the same winery, from Vaini, it's the same wine, and I just want to show you how well the wines actually can age. So this is 18 years old, and keep in mind that the basic uh, Nausa from Vaini retails about $10. So you can buy for $10 a bottle of wine, and you can easily keep it for two decades in your cellar, and you get stuff like this, which is really magical, where the tendons have completely mellowed out, and then this kind of olive olive tomato component kept going up. So, please. Well, you know, it's interesting because um, 40 years ago, the best wines were $10. <laughs> So it's coming around again. How exciting. I'm looking at this wine. It's definitely a very pale, um, uh, it's an orange ruby um, or orange garnet. And with uh, it's fading in, in on the uh, meniscus here. The aromas are definitely tertiary. We're, we're getting much development here. You said tomato leaf, um, concasse of tomato. This is a... Uh, Oh my goodness, you're right. There's elegance, there's still structure, there's depth of flavor here. Exactly. The fruits are still turning more red than dark red. Yep. And 
um, a bit sanguine. You get a little bit of that, that blood note, which I, I think is um, always uh, attributable to a wine with age. I totally agree, but the wine is still very fresh. Um, you know, it's delicious to drink now, but this will certainly keep for another 10 or 20 years. You know what's interesting? When you close your eyes, because my eyes tell me that this is an old wine, but the palate, you're right, it's very fresh. You still have the acid. The acid and the tannin, but the tannin hasn't gone anywhere. It's still a, it's a velvet tannin. It has some texture. Exactly. Isn't it crazy? It's really silky. This tannin, after seven or eight years in the bottle, it starts slowly to, to mellow out. Wow. Um, that's fantastic. Go figure. I want to have a bottle that we can take home and store for, for uh, 18 years and enjoy that. It's one of the wines you would not think about aging because you're thinking you don't know anything about it. It's hard to say, hard to pronounce, and uh, you know, Greek is Greek to me, right? That's what people think. That is what people are saying, but you know, you should really seek out some of these wines because I don't think there are many wines on the globe that you can buy for $10 and you know, sell it for 20 years and you come up with something really beautiful. No, we can't. Um, that's a fantastic expression. And that's from the same cooperative as the first wine. Exactly. It's the same cooperative. It's the same wine, just, you know, 18 or 15 years apart. Right. So the, fir the first wine I had was the vintage is 2015. 2015. Now, when it comes to uh, vintages in Nausa, what are the uh, challenges for grape growing? Yeah. Uh, Xenomapho is a late ripening grape variety. And Nausa, because it's in the northern parts of Greece, um, July and August are hot, but then in September, rain start. So September and October, they have often very heavy rainfalls. And this is, of course, very challenging for the growers uh, because they need the, the grapes to ripen. So you have this uh, fight with nature every year, but they have, gone, uh, they have become pretty good at dealing with it. All right, so, so there's a lot of grape selection and they really take care of it. Well, that's good. I mean, that's what all great wine is made in the vineyard, we say. Now, I'm curious, what is typically hot for Greece in July? Well, hot for Greece in July is about, you know, 35 to 40 degrees Celsius. Um, that's about 90 to 100 in Fahrenheit, I think. Okay. And uh, is there a special trellising, a vine training to help uh, uh, alleviate some of the heat or, or the, the challenges uh, in Nausa? You know, they are experimenting uh, in Nausa. Um, the trellising is there, but they, they try to do something new. So they, you know, there is no system where you can say everyone is using it. Um, but they certainly have gone out of their way to uh, come up with these uh, things. And they, um, you know, there is also a lot of experimentation done with, uh, with aging in barrels. So traditionally it was new oak in 225 uh, liter barrels. Now they're going to 500 liter barrels even 3,000 liter casks, you know, in order to, to tame the tannins. Um, it's very interesting stuff there. So how large is the region of Nausa and how many producers are actually making grapes or making wine? Within the PDO zone of Nausa, there are 430 hectares, which for international standards is tiny, but for Greek standards, it's one of the larger wine producing zones. And there are currently 21 wineries. Wow, 21 representatives of thousand year old centuries centuries of winemaking. So let's pour another wine here. I know I just had the 2000 which was absolutely delicious, uh, still fresh and, and had great fruit. Um, what, do you what do you have for me? All right, I do another little experiment uh, with you. I'm going to show you two wines from two very small producers, family producers. They both have about two hectares of uh, wines under management. 
and they are actually neighbors. The one has the vineyard is on the slope and once the slope ends, the other vineyards start. So they can literally spit each other into the vineyards. All right, um, I can see that's kind of a Hatfields and McCoy thing. I mean, who's, they must be talking about their wines and... Oh, absolutely, but because the terroir is like in Burgundy, so you move a few feet and the mosaic structure is changing. So even within the vineyards, within the same vineyards, you can come up with different soil structures. And this, of course, has uh, an impact on the, on the style of the wine. All right, so I'm here at uh, Vin Expo New York in 2018 and at the Nausa Zinomavro. Sinomavro. Uh, I think I'm working on that. Sinomavro. Uh, sounds like something I would say to uh, um, a young child. Sinomavro! <laughs> Right, so the first wine you have is from uh, Domaine Caridas and it's a 2014 vintage. Mm. Wow. This is a very pretty wine. This has, um, it reminds me of both Burgundy and Valpolicello. It has great acidity. It has definitely red fruit, red raspberry, a little framboise um, and kirsch. Um, yeah. But the tannin is so tame. You mentioned this being a very acidic and tannic grape. This does not have astringent tannin. You know, a lot of research has gone in, a lot of experimentation over the last years, and we finally see the fruit. So, traditionally, um, the Xenomafro was really tannic, and when young, was nearly undrinkable. You had to wait five to eight years before, you know, open a bottle of wine. Now, all the winemakers try to go a little bit into the direction of getting more fruit and... Um, at the same time taking really care of the tenants, which I mentioned like uh, using larger barrels, using, using th second or third year oak. Right. Now, uh, let's talk about the food of Nausa. What, what typically are we eating with this, this beautiful wine, Zinomavro? Yeah, Nausa uh, has a great cuisine, but it's very much meat-based. So all meat dishes with sauce or without um, goes really well with Zinomavro. You're making me hungry because, right now. Because, <laughs> you know, this, the tannins and then this acidity really cleanse your mouth. It does. All right. So this one, uh, the, the producer here is called Domaine Caridas. Caridas. And that is... Uh, D, uh, PDO of Nausa, 2014. PDO Nausa, yeah. Now, are they on the hill or are they in the valley? They're on the hill. They're on the hill, okay. this is the hilly producer. Sounds like a Beatles song. They're on the hill. And this is the second one, which is literally right when the hill stops, this vineyard starts on the flat. And this is a producer called Diamandakos. Now, the only difference is this is the 2015 vintage. But stylistically, you will see quite a bit of difference. It is very different. This seems to be a little more, it's a lighter style of wine. It doesn't quite have the same structure, but it's it's elegant. And it's, it's, it's interesting because this is more Burgundian-like or Pinot-esque than yes. the first one. Yes, but isn't it? I mean, for me, it's totally amazing because you, you talk about vineyards that are right to each other and then you have such a difference in stylistically. Mm, delicious. And these are all in the $10 range? Um, the first one we had was in the $10 range. Uh, these are about $20 to $30 range. Okay, well, I'm tasting that, and that's why it's, it's really well made. Um, if people want more information about the wines of Greece and Nausa, yeah, there's a website. Uh, it's called xenomavronausa.com. Say that again xenomavronausa.com. Xenomavronausa.com. Uh, sinomavronausa.com oh, Marcus Stoltz with uh, the Wines of Nausa, thanks so much for joining me on Happy Hour Radio. Thank you very much Chris, my pleasure.